the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here joined by the good sir Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And looking ahead and gazing into the crystal ball for the upcoming NFL season. And we've been going player by player, bit by bit on some of the player prop offerings over full season lines let's go back to the running back position and let's talk about a guy coming off a massive knee injury who last I saw uh, thankfully did not pull a Ryan Edwards uh, while he was running through the sandy beaches of the east coast I believe or might have been Florida and that is Saquads himself Mr. Saquon Barkley of the G-Men here is a line Lundy at DraftKings Sportsbook, it's 1,175.5 rush yards. And I'm going to take the over here, and I'm going to get uh, enveloped and seduced by that juice at plus 100 on that side of the ledger. You look at what Saquon's done his first three years in the NFL. 1,370 yards his rookie season on the ground. That was over a 16-game slate. A uh, couple of seasons ago, and he missed a couple of games that year, played 13 just barely crept over the 1,000-yard mark with the 1,003. Then last year, who cares? Just throw it out the window because he only played two games at 34 rushing yards. So bottom line is this. If Barkley is healthy, and I know you know the coaching staff has said, eh, we're going to ease him in. I think it's a bunch of hogwash, a bunch of poppycock. I think when week one rolls around, what's easing in for Saquon? Uh, 15, 17 carries? And then by week uh, three, he's probably all systems go with 20 touches per game. And if he resembles a player uh, that back in 2018 at a 3.34 yak per attempt, he followed it up in 2019 with 3.23 yards after contact per attempt. Dude, I think it's going to be you know probably close to 1,300 yards on the ground over an expanded 17-game season. So, Lundy, uh, Saquon Barkley, you going to fade or follow me? 1,175.5 rush yards on the over at plus 100. Uh, I'll follow, but it's only because of the plus 100. Uh, I'm a little nervous about uh, the overall availability and usage of this guy because I do think that it could be one of those things that looks like an airplane runway where it kind of ramps up a little bit. So the question is, what happens in the first quarter of the season, for example, compared to the middle and latter part of the season? Does he wind up chasing this number because of the fact that he starts off maybe a little bit slow? Maybe they do put him on a little bit of a pitch count. So I'm going to follow, but I'm going to do so with the hope, hope, hope that Saquon is out there for 15 out of the 17 games and has a strong enough workload to get us to that magic 12. Yeah, it's going to be tight, uh, but it's all about health. And if he can remain upright, even he, he could possibly do this in 15 games. That's all I'm saying. So if even if he uh, you know, is in street clothes for a couple of contests, hanging out in a hoodie there on the sideline, I still believe he can do it, especially with Kenny Galladay now on roster to help lighten some of those fronts. For Barkley. Look, if you want to get in on that wager or anything else, you need to do so right now at DraftKings Sportsbook. It's not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook app. I love using DK Sportsbook. It's easy to navigate. Has plenty of instructions for new betters and nearly limitless ways to get in on all that action. My friends and family have been loving some DraftKings Sportsbook as well, and I know you will too. Just listen to this amazing offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. That's right. Pick any basketball team that is still in contention. Bet Undo Lar, and if that team scores the W, you score $100 in site credits. So here's what you got to do. 
Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that promo code FTN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. A bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. It's a no-brainer. That's promo code FTN for a limited time only. At DraftKings Sportsbook, must be 21 or older, Colorado, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania residents only. New customers only. Wager paid out inside credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. With that, let's get to it on this Hockey Hump Day edition of the pod with another Fade 5. Number five. All right. They're fully gassed. They are recharged. They are entirely rested, Lundy, as uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs uh, took a little siesta on Tuesday. But we got game two of the Cup tonight uh, between the Lightning and the Montreal Canadiens. What do you got for me on the ice? Let's make some bucks with the puck, my man. Let's try to see if we can knock this one out of the park. Because last, uh, you know, Monday night, we hit that cross-team uh, parlay. That was fun. We hit uh, we, we, we hit on Tampa, but we missed out on the under thanks to, you know, a meaningless goal with a minute 10 left to go. And I hate that crap. It's just one of those, you know, just pour another drink and just try to make your way through the rest of the evening. So here's the two picks I've got for you uh, on the standards for uh, tonight. I'm going to take Montreal on the puck line. I'm going to take them plus one and a half. Now, it's juiced to minus 155, but here's why. It basically gives me a three-way out. I don't think Carey Price is going to play the way that he did in game one. I think he's going to play better. I don't think you're going to see Tampa score five goals against him in this game tonight. We also know as we've gone across these playoffs, as well as a lot during the regular season, Montreal's been a better team on the road sometimes than they have been at home. So I think they're going to put together a good performance I think they come out here in game two and they try to strike early if they can. So by taking Montreal on that puck line at a plus one and a half, not only do I win if Montreal can keep it close. And remember, this game was two to one going into the third period in game one. I get it if it's close. I get it if Montreal wins it outright, which I do think is a possibility. And I got I almost got seduced by a plus 185 juice on them on the money line. And if this game goes to overtime, boom, I'm automatically covered. So I'm going to take that minus 155, and then I'm going back to the well, Brad. I'm taking the under on the five goals. I think that meaningless one really hosed us up on Monday night. So I'm going to take the under, and believe it or not, it's juiced up to a plus 106 if you think it's going to go under. So you can go with either of those picks of mine, or if you pair them together, speaking of Montreal, plus 200, Brad. So there's a handful of plays that we can look at for game two tonight oh plus 200 oh baby give me some of that hot sizzling action number four all right let's move on to major league baseball let's talk about a guy who is crushing baseballs and what we should have been doing on this pod lundy was either betting on show otani or kyle schwarber to hit a home run every day because that's all they do it's at a home run every single damn day right now that's how hot these bats are running but Tonight, we're going to focus on Otani's 
pitching arm. Yes, the Babe Ruth of the modern era. Uh, the line on his strikeouts prop tonight against the Bronx Bombers, a seven and a half. And I'm going to take the over on that at minus 112. Now, you look at what Otani has done. He has uh, eclipsed seven and a half punch outs in three of his last four turns in the Angels rotation. The key for him is getting through six innings pitched. When he does, uh, he usually cashes uh, because he sees enough batters, uh, accumulates uh, enough you know, punch outs, and usually cashes in uh, in the end. He's got a sparkling 12.44K per nine on the season with a 14.3 swinging strike percentage. That's number 13 in Major League Baseball, 67.6 contact rate. That's number seven among eligible starters in the game this season. And you look at the New York Yankees. Yeah, they've been swinging and a miss early and often in games. Over the last month, number 11 in terms of highest K rate in the big. So put it all together. And Kanichiwa. Yeah, say hello to Otani. I think that's what that means. Over seven and a half strikeouts again at minus 115 against the Yanks. Fade or follow. Your Spanish is bad enough. Don't, please don't try to branch out into other languages, okay? Uh, I'm just, I, I just, I'm Facts. trying to look out for you, my friend. I'm trying to protect you from, uh, from truly, truly embarrassing yourself. Oh wait, too late. Uh, I will follow you on this one because right now I will tail anything involving uh, Shohei Otani uh, without a doubt. I don't care if it's a pitching prop. I don't care if we're talking about home runs. If we're talking about RBIs, right now I will tail this guy across any possible bet. Brad, earlier this week there was even a book out there that did a boost on him to hit a home run Ooh. for crying out loud. Holy and I was like, free are money, you, free are money. You nuts. Yeah. I don't know how you possibly throw a boost behind one of the hottest bats in all of major league baseball right now, but he's also got a great arm. You're right. It's all about the distance that he can go try to stay out there in the game, rack up enough plate appearances that he can get those strikeouts. But I think he can do that even on the road. Uh, whatever the Japanese word is for making money or the phrase, it applies to Otani. Number three. All right, let's move on. Let's go to the NBA, and uh, let's talk about a guy that we have not discussed. Uh, he's feisty. He's feverish. He's bouncy. He's all over the place and usually in the opposition's grill. Uh, and he's going to pay these sports betting bills if you side with the under on Patrick Beverly, 13 and a half on the PRA. That's combined points, rebounds, and assists at minus 118. Well, you see Beverly, he's gotten quite a few ticks uh, in this series against the Suns, 26.6 minutes played per game. Uh, and over that stretch of five contests, he's gone 13, 8, 15, 11, 5. Uh, let's do the rudimentary math here and counting that is under in four of five on this 13.5 PRA line. He's shooting just 21.7% from way downtown and jacking up five field goal attempts per game. We know how stiff the Suns are defensively. So, Lundy, I think the trend is going to continue with Beverly. Uh, Got to make you all the bucks if you fade the living daylights out of him. At least that's my feeling. Again, on that 13.5 PRA, you're going to fade the living daylights out of me. What do you say? Well, you know, frequently I try to fade you, but here's what's interesting about Beverly's. You talk about the fact that he's been staying away from this number for the most part, and that's despite the fact that his minutes are going up. I mean, yeah. it's, it's the opposite of what you would think in this particular series. Um, you know, he played 31 minutes in the last game and only had 13 uh, right on the nose on the PRA. He played 34 minutes in game four and came up with, uh, yeah, eight 
that was it. So um, despite the fact that his minutes are going up, he's just not getting the productivity to go with it. So I think this is something that you can look to fade, even though it would seem when he's gone with the uptick in the minutes that it should be the opposite. That has not been the case. He is still not getting the production done for the Clips. Stick around for my top plays in the NBA and Major League Baseball. Number two. All right, let's go back to the clip, and let's go back to an individual who has just been piling up the points and stacking greenbacks in the process. If you have been backing him, uh, you know, religiously, and I certainly have, and I'm bowing down right now at the altar of one Reggie Jackson Lundy, and I'm going to take the over on 20 and a half points. Remember when this line was like 13 and a half? Earlier on in the NBA playoffs, there were a couple of games where it was that low, and now it is ratcheted up. It is ballooned all the way over 20 points, and I'm still taking the over here at minus 113. Uh, Mr. June has been over this number for the clip in five of his last seven games. In this series against the Suns, 23, 20, 23, 19, and 24. So he's been over in three of five games on this 20-and-a-half points line. And you talked about the minutes with Patrick Beverly. They've certainly seen an increase overall for Reggie Jackson. 37.8 minutes per game played here in this series against the Suns. 17.8 field goal attempts per contest, shooting 48.5% from the floor, and 38.6% from along the arc. Yeah, the Suns are giving up just 1.042 points per possession on defense the last three. But again, without Kawhi, it's a volume play, and I'm going to ride that hot hand, and it's been sizzling some fiery fingers there of Reggie Jackson. So, fade or follow my over play on Mr. June at 20 and a half points at minus 113. This guy's like Otani, man. Just follow him. Just keep rolling until he bucks you. And, you know, it's happened before. We had, uh, you know, a cross-sport parlay a couple of weeks ago where we used his three-pointers, and he came up just short. He had a really bad night shooting from outside the arc. But that didn't stop me from turning around and going right back to it uh, because of the fact that he continues to train those threes from outside. Look, if you're going to chuck nine, eight, seven, 12 three-pointers. Yeah, Um, all you need is a few of those to drop. You don't even have to be at a phenomenal clip. You just got to get a few of them to drop, and this point total gets eclipsed. You talked about the fact that he's done it five out of the last seven. Well, those other two games, 20 and 19. So he's right there. This is a really solid number, but one that I think he can continue to push past. And as you said, with no Kawhi, it means he's got to step it up. Sweat it out! With Reggie Jackson. Number one. All right, last and certainly not least, let's go to my top play in the MLB. And this may shock somebody, a shocker special, if you will. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, For those that have followed the podcast, I'm going against Chris Bassett tonight. I'm going to take the under on five and a half strikeouts against the Texas Rangers. And I'm going to get enraptured and seduced by the juice at plus 110. Now, you look at what Bassett has done. He has been over five and a half Ks in 10 of his last 13 starts. But the last time he faced Texas, which was his last start, that was on June 24th. He went seven innings and struck out. Four Rangers, so falling short by a couple of Ks of this proposed line. Yes, his 9.21 K per nine is the highest of his career right now. Same with his 10.2 swing and strike percentage. Uh, The contact rate, a respectable 78.5 this season. But it's all about Texas. You know, they were striking out at a prolific clip in the month of April. They seemed to right the ship in May, applying more bat to ball. And over the last 30 days, Lundy, the Rangers had the fifth lowest strikeout percentage 
and all of Major League Baseball. So uh, I think Bassett, it's going to be uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco. See, I can count that high. Five, Lundy, in Espanol. Uh, not, I can't go any further than that. But I think it's going to be five strikeouts. The Captain Hook, yar, is going to come into play and do daddy a favor. So fade or follow, Chris Bassett, under five and a half strikeouts, plus 110 against the Rangers. Well, first of all, I'm staying away from this one. I mean, for purposes of the pod, I'm, for purposes of the pod, I'll give you an answer, but I'm staying away from this one because I think this number is really well set. Sometimes these numbers stand out to us. Sometimes I go, oh, yeah, somebody, somebody put some thought into this one. Uh, so I don't like this one at all, but I would fade you. I actually think he's going to get to a half dozen. I think he's going to hit that six number. I agree that Texas has been better than how they started off the season, but I still think the fact that he's facing them back-to-back could actually work opposite as opposed to being in the batter's favor. I think it could work in his favor. Try to find those tendencies of those batters. Find those holes around the plate. Get the ball past them and get right at six. But because you're at five and I'm at six is exactly why I would stay away from this one because Captain Hook is going to make this one ugly. Oh, shiver me timbers. Work out for me there, Chris Basson. Let's earn all the booty there. Uh, Speaking of booty, Lundy, let's open up the treasure chest and some bonus time. What do you got for me? And I'm not talking about a booty call. Oh, oh, well, never mind then. Uh, okay. <laughs> hey, Brad, what do I do during bonus time when the NHL's in action? Cross sport parlays. Yes! I got two of them for you for oh. tonight. Um, and we're going to get a little interesting with the first one. And that is because I told you that I think that tonight's game on the ice is going to be low scoring, which means I've got a point one for you here in a second, but I'm looking at shots on goal as opposed to points to get us started. And we're going to go to one Brendan Gallagher over two and a half shots on goal. He had three shots in game one. That is about his M.O. Uh, he, he will pepper the net with shots, but not to the level of like a Shea Weber who had five in game one. But I think Gallagher can get up over this two and a half in terms of shots on goal. So we're going to take that. And then, Brad, all we need is one measly three-pointer out of Cameron Payne. Oh, Just I've got one. that one too, Lundy. Let's do this. That's all we need is one. And if we put Gallagher together with Payne on our cross sport, we get ourselves to a plus 187 number. Another cross-sport for you real quick. Under five and a half rebounds on Marcus Morris. He has not gone over this number since June 14th in the round against Utah. I think he stays underneath that number yet again. And then give me a point for Nick Suzuki. And, Mm. oh, Brad, if you liked that plus 200 juice earlier in the pod, how about plus 211? on putting Morris Ooh. and Suzuki together. So I like both of those cross-sport parlays for tonight. Oh, that's tickling the pickle. Ooh, ooh, it's in all the sensitive places. That's I the like booty that call juice. you were looking for Yes, right thank there. you. I appreciate that. You're giving me all the imagery I need. Uh, I'm with you on Cameron Payne, and because I'm inspired by your creativity here, Lundy, with these cross-sport parlays, I'm also going to take the Cameron Payne over, .5 main threes. He's done this in four of his last five games, and I'm going to pair that not with one, but two Additional legs. Give me the Oakland A's and Chris Bassett to get the W, though he's going to go under the K's against Texas. So he's got to win straight up. And give me the Houston Astros to win. Why? Uh, it's Matt Harvey on the bump for the Baltimore Orioles. That's who Houston's going up against. Harvey with that wretched 7.54 ERA. So Cameron Payne makes that one measly three. The A's get the win. The Strohs get the win. Plus 
207 there, amigo. Oh, 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 but wait, there's more. Give me the under on Martin Perez. Three and a half strikeouts against Kansas City. He has been under this total in four consecutive starts, including an outing against this Royals club back on June 19th and when she had just three strikeouts and five innings pitch. The Royals have the third lowest K percentage over the last 30 days in Major League Baseball. And finally, Manny Machado got a knock in a run and another high-scoring affair between the Padres and the Reds. Machado this month, Lundy, batting 315, 370 over the last 15 days. And against the Reds uh, this season, batting a robust uh, 353 against Vlad Gutierrez, uh, who's got an XFIP of 5.54, so that 3.970 array has got to climb. Machado minus 111 is going to knock in a run. Uh, before we get out of here, we got some poll results that I posted on Saquon Barkley. Uh, if you still want to get on that, by all means, do so. At Noisy Huevos. Follow Lundy on Twitter, too. At Nate Lundy. We have 295 votes, Lundy. And you're right. This line, spot on. Again, the over, under, uh, set at 1,175.5 rush yards. Exactly 50-50, Lundy, is the split with more votes being cast as we speak. So uh, nobody really has a strong opinion on that as a crowdsource collective. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Fade of the Noise Podcast. As I mentioned, follow us on Twitter at Noisy Huevos, at Nate Lundy. Drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? And as always, Fade or follow, that is up to you. Fade the Noise.